Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode of Becoming. My name is Samantha and I'm your host. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you're here for the first time, please go back and listen to the previous episodes that I have shared on this podcast. It will help with uh, giving you a perspective of how far we've come and just how much I've shared here so far. And if you're coming back here and you've been here, thank you so much. Uh, but if you didn't listen to last week's episode or the few episodes before that i urge you to do so because right now we are in a series where we are reviewing the uh, a book by dr richard booker the miracle of the scarlet thread so the um, the previous episodes are very important because they will um help you understand what we will talk about today so thank you so much guys and please share this with as many people as you can and i hope it helps you in your journey of becoming the best version of yourself so let us get into today's episode so um last week we had an exciting episode i loved it uh, because we got to understand um, the tabernacle as it was built uh, in the Old Testament and how it also uh, relates to the New Covenant, which is the New Testament, and also just how it paints a picture of Jesus. So the main theme behind the miracle of the scarlet thread is uh, to see the picture of Jesus throughout the Old Testament and um, the New Testament and that's why it's the miracle of the scarlet thread so the scarlet thread runs all the way from the Old Testament which is all the way from Genesis to the new to, to the end of the New Testament which is um, revelations so we are now in week five of this um, series review and uh of this book review uh, which is a series of week five of the series and today's episode is titled the sacrifices because um we're in chapter five and, and that's what chapter five is is called um this is so exciting for me because I, I think I mentioned in one of the previous episodes that I am studying the Bible from the beginning to the end and I'm currently in the book of Leviticus and this is what I have been reading about. I've just been reading rituals, rituals, rituals and it's been so exciting because I read this book and I kind of like understand what I'm reading now and so they're not meaningless rituals to me anymore or just like, you know, stories they now hold um, a lot of significance and and it's just nice to experience jesus in the old testament as well so yeah you you enjoy the book of leviticus after this um so let's just have a quick review of what we've done so far so um this is how the chapter starts anyway it starts with the review so when god appeared to the hebrews to give them the law it was an awesome sight, yeah. So there were um, those. There were tremendous thunder and lightning storms. Um, Mount Sinai was covered with smoke that billowed into the sky like a furnace, and the whole mountain shook with a violent earthquake. And God commanded the people not even to come near the mountain lest they die. Um, if I lived in this time, I think this would have been an amazing event it would have been one of those things that you talk about for years and years to come because when it happens yeah 
I mean, it's it's spectacular. It's supernatural. It's it's everything. So, um, God is a holy God, and He was about to reveal Himself to His covenant people. So already they had been murmuring and complaining. If this is this is one thing the children of Israel were known for from the time they left Egypt, they would mama and they would complain. At some point um, in the book of Genesis, they, they actually even said, "Did he remove us from Egypt just so we can die here in the desert?" You know, like after everything he did, after he parted the Red Sea and then the desert, after he even uh, offers them water from a stone, these people say, "Did he bring us out here to die?" Can you imagine? Like did are you sure he would go through all that trouble just to bring you to die and i feel like that's how we are as well as people god will save us from so much and the one time we are experiencing a dry season or the one time things are not going the way we want them to go we start murmuring and complaining and we forget everything we forget all the 99 beautiful things he's done for us because we are just in one wilderness you know what i mean and 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 so god was trying to introduce himself to these people like listen you're complaining but you need to understand who i am and and so um dr richard booker says the parties to a covenant cannot work together unless they are in agreement and this this um caught my attention because even us we can't work with god unless we are in agreement with him because this is um this is a walk and we're walking together hand by hand yeah so we're basically supposed to be going the same way if we're not in agreement let's say i want to go left you want to go right and 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 we're together and we're holding hands it's going to be that pool arrangement i'm going this way you're going this side we're pulling on each other we might even end up hurting each other and that kind of thing but in this case you, you will end up you will be the one who ends up getting hurt because well obviously god will get hurt that he loses you and he's not in agreement with you because he loves you that much and he wants to be in agreement with you but you on the other hand lose a lot more than um than god and so if we even us we have to be in agreement if we're going to walk with god we have to be in agreement with him and so uh, dr richard booker says well it was quite evident the hebrews didn't know much about their covenant partner and it's easy to be in agreement with somebody if you know uh, if you know about them okay because you know their nature you know what they expect from this relationship with you and so it's just easy to even give your full self to them because you know properly and you know exactly what it is and so god said it's about time i introduce myself to you it's about time you meet your covenant provider so he booms out the ten commandments through the ten commandments and the other laws accompanying them god was saying this is what i am like this is my character this is who you are in covenant with so i said i I said this in detail um last week that the covenant the 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 ten commandments are a mirror of god god is perfect god can fulfill every one of those laws because he is righteous there is no sin in him but we on the other hand from the beginning god knew there is no way we were going to be able to do all those ten command that we're going to obey all those ten commandments he knew from he knew that we had this sinful nature in us so it was never about us it was about him giving us uh, a picture of who he is okay of how holy he is and so um along with the laws we've learned that god gave instructions for building the tabernacle and for ordaining the priesthood which are the sons of aaron and establishing an elaborate system for making sacrifices
So uh, we, we then read about how Moses built an altar and offered a sacrifice to God. Then Luke then took the blood of the sacrificed animals and splashed it against the altar. He also threw blood towards the people themselves in the same manner. And he sprinkled blood over the book of the covenant, uh, the book of the covenant containing the Ten Commandments and applying and accompanying laws. So um, later he would sprinkle blood over the tabernacle and all its furnishing used in worship. And then Moses declared before the people, this blood confirms the seal of the covenant the Lord has made with you in giving you these laws. So you can find this in Exodus 24 verse 8. And um, yeah, then the, the writer of, of, of Hebrews also puts it in his, in his own way. You can read about it in Hebrews 9, 8 to 22. And so we learn from this that God gave the law, not as part of the blood covenant, but as his way of revealing himself to the world. So, you know, this covenant was already established. It was established with Abraham. These children of Israel, all they had to do was accept the covenant invitation and um, believe that that was all they had to do so him giving the law wasn't part of the covenant was established a long time ago the terms of the covenant were established that same time with abraham and our the only part that we get to play is believe i mean abraham didn't even walk his part in the covenant um ritual you know god walked on his behalf and so his part was only to believe and it was accounted to him as righteous and so the Ten Commandments were not part of the of the covenant. They were a mirror of who God is. They were an image of who God is. And so um, it was his calling card to show the world his character. In this respect, the law served as God's divine mirror. Okay? So um, if the Ten Commandments were part of covenant he would have given them the moment he made covenant with abraham but he gave them at a later time to introduce himself to these people because they didn't abraham understood who he was in covenant with because he saw it it's easy to understand something when you experience it and see it yourselves but these people i mean all the way from egypt egypt had um, idol worship and all that that's what they knew so now they needed an introduction to who god is and so it would the Ten Commandments were God, uh, God's calling card and they served as God's divine mirror. So when the Hebrew looked into the Ten Commandments, he would see God's holiness and his sinfulness. Okay, uh, it, It's the same thing with the Bible. When you read the Bible, it, it's, it's like a mirror. It shows you uh, God's holiness and your sinfulness as well. Not to condemn you may i say but to convict you okay condemnation and conviction are two different things and i will do um i will do an episode about this just to help uh just to help everybody understand what i have understood about condemnation and um conviction by the way guys i just want to let you know that the past few weeks i have been learning something very very amazing i've been learning about grace and also forgiveness so after this we will have another forgiveness episode we'll have a grace episode and we'll definitely have a conviction and condemnation i feel so good this journey is beautiful and i'm learning so much and i can't wait to share it with all of you so back to this episode uh so once the hebrew sees god's holiness and his sinfulness it enables the hebrew to recognize the infinite gap between god and 
himself. He could understand that he had sinned and fallen short of God's glory and without the shedding of blood there would be no forgiveness of sin. So this revelation would drive the Hebrew to the blood covenant as his means of being reconciled with God. So this was all a system like you see your sinfulness you see my holiness you realize you need um you need a sacrifice and you come back to the system that i have put in place and so god was showing the world through his covenant people that we approach him by his grace and mercy provided through the blood covenant with the revelation of his absolute divine holiness we could realize the futility of seeking to reconcile ourselves to god by trying to be a good person and keep god's commandments okay we are not served by the works that we do and i didn't know that i believed this so much until so recently you guys like i didn't know that i thought that what i do as a person earns me my right standing with god you don't know how the walls of religion have been broken in my life and like i'm saying i can't wait to share this with all of you um and so um we would come to understand that even at our best we don't measure up to a holy god trust me your righteousness is filthy rugs to god and i'm so sorry to tell you this but it is so we too then would run to the blood covenant so um the tabernacle priesthood and sacrifice system were of the old covenant but they pointed the hebrew to the new covenant which god himself would come in the flesh this his coming would fulfill his promise to abraham which was that from abraham's seed singular one seed jesus christ would come one who would be a blessing to the whole world then he came when he came he could be he would be the reality of this temporal provisions that pointed to him so the physical pictures would find their fulfillment in the person of Jesus of Nazareth who was the perfect tabernacle of God the perfect sacrifice and the perfect high priest so in the last um chapter we just we talked about the uh, the tabernacle and the sacrifice system and the priesthood um as the way um a, a hebrew would approach god and 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 we saw how the tabernacle was a physical representation showing us how um How, how the way to God, and now we are going to learn about the sacrifices. This is a really lengthy uh, reading, so sorry, guys. Why am I blundering so much today? Okay, so this is a really lengthy reading, and this um, episode might be long, but um, I promise you, it's worth it. And we will, I, I will try to summarize it as much as I can without taking out the most important part. And so um, we have a background here. It says, in the beginning, God created a perfect universe that was orderly and harmonious, operated and harmoniously operated within His will. But man chose to rebel against God's will, and man's rebellion brought chaos and destruction on himself and everything around him. And we only need to look around to realize this truth. I mean we live in a fallen in a fallen world so I'm sure we all know this truth. Uh so uh, God called a man's rebellion sin and he says we all do it because it's in our nature we get it from Abraham uh, from uh, from Adam sorry sorry Abraham we get it from Adam. So it is within us and a lot of people try to blame the devil for their actions but God says sin is an inside job. So Mark 7:20 23 Ephesians 2:3 and James um 
114 um show you that um sin is an inside job uh, a friend of mine said something uh, just the other day that caught my attention he said the devil is not omnipresent omnipotent and all those things and he definitely does not do well anywhere only the, like anywhere inside us like he doesn't do well inside us he's in the world Okay, so all he can do is set traps for you and, and, and set temptations and everything. But the decision to fall into temptation lies entirely with you. And that's how come we have power over sin. And, 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 and sin sometimes can have power over us if we don't realize who we are. And so this, it was the devil thing that we have going on is basically just an excuse. And it's time we start owning up and taking responsibility for times when we miss the mark it's very important to do that to take responsibility of the things that you do and so now man's sin was no big surprise to god adam didn't sneak up on god and pull a fast one while god was napping no god knew all along that uh, what would happen and when he created man and and of course i mean he would because he is god and and another thing is um okay we'll get there and then i'll say it so god didn't cause rebellion but he allowed it uh, god and, and god allowed it because he loves us enough to give us a free will that he will not violate god is a gentle man you have free will god will not force you to do anything he will not compel you to do anything you are allowed to yes he created you yes there's a way he wants you to live but you are allowed to make the choice and you also have to know that there's consequences for the choice that you make okay but he will not compel you to do anything or even force you to do anything he is a gentleman okay and so god doesn't cause us to sin but he allows us to because i mean you've chosen and he won't force us to love him either because forced love is not love at all but god did want adam that's why I said there's consequence to what? To sin. And he told Adam that the day you will eat of this forbidden fruit, you will die. This is in Genesis 2, 17. It was as simple as that. There's, there's the fruit. You eat of it, you die. So you decide, do you want to eat of it? Do you want to eat of it? Or do you want not to eat of it? You know, so it, it's really up to you. But me, what I'm telling you is this thing is here. You do it. The consequence is this. And so um, the penalty for sin is death. And what? Uh, and and what is the evidence that the penalty has been paid it is blood uh so um the reason why it's blood is because shed blood is the evidence that life has been given to pay the penalty and so god had forewarned adam so now this is the thing when adam sinned um sinned god had a dilemma you know god is a god of order and so when adam sinned he could not tolerate the rebellion in his universe and also if he allowed the rebellion to go unpunished unpunished he would cease to be god and his universe would fall apart so it would become and, and then it would become an uncontrollable chaotic mess and and and, and we we can see uh, this from just a, a, um, a view of looking at our own country failure to apply the law of the land has resulted in disrespect of the law and a lawlessness and chaos that is almost uncontrollable and so if god just let sin go unpunished everything would just literally fall apart and like i said he's a god of order so when he puts things into place they have to happen that way and so 
God can't allow this to happen to himself, nor his universe, so he says rebellion must be punished. But God is also a God of love. He loves us, but he must judge us for our own rebellion. Do you see the dilemma? Like, I love them, but I also have to punish them. So he can't exercise his love at the expense of his justice. Neither can he exercise his justice at the expense of his love. So he made a provision for dealing with our rebellion. He's such an amazing God. Like from the beginning, he knew this was going to happen. And I'm a God of order. I have to have a way to deal with this rebellion because it's going to come one way or another. It wasn't going, it, it, it might not have been Adam, but it would have been somebody else, you know. And, and, and so... Um, he made this provision before Adam and Eve's rebellion even took place because God knew it would happen. So he planned ahead on how to deal with it. That sounds like a God of order. I don't know how many times I, I have to convince you guys of this, but he is a God of order. And so God's plan says, although the, pen, uh, the penalty for sin is death, you don't have to pay it. I'll come to earth and I'll pay it for you. I'll purchase your salvation with my own blood. This is God's provision. This is the out God ordained for us because it satisfies his perfect love without violating his perfect justice. Uh, when I was reading this, I asked myself the question. He knew we'll sin and, and, and he knew that the penalty is death. And he also knew that he'll be the one to pay it on our behalf. So why didn't he just do it? You know, like just even before us, like why didn't like just then when Adam and Eve sinned, why didn't Jesus die on the cross just there and then? Uh, and 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 um, I got an answer from the Holy Spirit, and 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 that was um, this is what was communicated to me. First of all, we would never have appreciated it because we wouldn't have known how much it meant or what he had to suffer through to purchase us we wouldn't have known the price for which we were purchased and it would have been very easy for us to take advantage of grace and 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 not only that he wanted us to know this love story he wanted us to know how much he loves us he wanted us to know that we are to die for and so he came at a time when he could record it and there would be people who actually experience it and the rest of us who also experience it in our own in, in in a special way you know when the holy spirit convicts you of it and so that is why he didn't do it there and then when Abra, uh, when adam and Eve sinned and so um from the beginning god determined that he would provide himself his own blood as the evidence that the judgment had been paid so god determined that a certain time in history he would come uh, he would become the lamb of god that takes away the sins of the world you can see this in first uh, peter 1 uh, verse 18 to 20 and he said all who believed and accepted god's plan in their heart have been saved from the penalty of sin by looking to the time when God would literally come to the earth and cut the covenant uh, by the shedding of his own blood. So um, God gives a preview of this plan and, and, and he gave uh, this preview during um, during when Adam and Eve sinned. Now this is not recorded in the Bible, but this is just something that uh, Dr. Richard Booker uh things happened that i also believe happened in all honesty because i god is a god of order and, and god doesn't keep secrets from his children so i guess this is how it happened so uh when adam and eve sinned they covered themselves with leaves to hide from god 
they 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 realized what they had done and they were like wow he can't see us like this and so they got leaves and and, and covered themselves and and when god saw that adam and eve had covered themselves with those leaves he knew it was time to explain what dr richard booker calls the spiritual facts of life uh but how could he do it uh he how could he explain his plans to them in terms that they would understand so there was only one way he killed an innocent animal and accepted its blood in substitute as a temporary covering for their sin okay and it would be an imperfect substitute and only cover the sin but it would point everybody in the right direction so then when he came along himself he would be the perfect substitute his blood would do more than just cover sin it would take it away and no and and then no more sacrifices would be needed and so uh god killed an animal and showed it to adam and eve now you need to realize that at this point adam and eve had never witnessed death before they had never seen what it looks like for life to be taken away you and i are accustomed to death uh but adam and eve in that moment i mean they were living in paradise they were living in the perfect world for them it obviously made them seek to see life taken away from one of god's creatures and 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 although god didn't um have moses record the details of this uh in 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 the preview he he certainly must have explained it to adam and eve because they went on and continued with sacrifices adam and eve went on to to offer sacrifices to god i mean they taught that to their children so that's how um able was able to make a, a sacrifice that was acceptable to god so meaning they understood what had happened and the only way you can understand something is if it's explained to you and so god explained this to adam and eve obviously and 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 so he told obviously he it, it went something like this adam you remember i told you the penalty of sin is death well this is what i'm talking about horrible isn't it makes your heart it makes your stomach draw into knots doesn't it I don't like it any more than you do but my righteous ju- my righteousness judgment must be administered. Now do you understand how horrible sin is in my sight? I can't even look at it. And these fig leaves you're wearing can't hide your sin because then I because when I look at you with those fig leaves I don't see the proper evidence that the price has been paid. I still see your sins and my eyes are too holy to look at you. So your way of covering your sins is not acceptable but if you will accept this dead animal as your sin substitute i'll let it pay the price for you i'll let it be te- i'll let it temporarily cover your sins until i come myself and take them away then god clothed adam and eve with the skins of the innocent animal at this time he evidently instructed adam to bring an acceptable sacrifice and later when when children would come along adam would teach them to do the same this was this was because all humanity would now inherit adam's sins nature and um you can see this in romans 5:12 and ephesians 2:3 and then all would require the innocent the innocent substitutionary sacrifice so from then on when god saw adam and eve clothed with the animal skin he saw the evidence that the price had been paid it was a constant reminder to him forever god saw them clothed with the garment of salvation and the robe of righteousness god did not see their sin he saw that an innocent sacrifice took their place something died that they could live and so from the beginning human beings have known to approach god through the blood covenant it has always been this way now 
yes um adam and eve's sin was paid but they did have to suffer the consequences i mean they had to leave the garden of eden you know and 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 there were other things that had to happen um for the women we still experience you know some of those things i'm not angry i'm not angry with eve but yes we still experience the pain okay and so um Adam then taught his sons. So when 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 they had children, they had uh, Cain and Abel. Um, Cain uh, was the oldest, and he took up farming as a livelihood. And then Abel, uh, Abel, was um, was a shepherd. And so now. Um, Adam had to learn things the hard way about the spiritual facts of life. So he wanted to spare his children the same heartache. And so he was obedient to teach them about the blood covenant. You can see this in Genesis 4, uh, 3, 3 to 4, where we find these boys bringing an offering to God. And so Abel accepted the covenant. He brought uh, the best lambs from his flock. God approved of uh, Abel's offering because this was the way he established for, for a sinful man to approach him. Therefore, Abel was accepted to God and not by his own goodness not because of anything he had done but based on the innocent blood sacrifice and it was the divinely ordained substitutionary sacrifice that made Abel acceptable to God okay and and, and um, the writer of Hebrews in Hebrews 11 4 puts it this way by faith Abel offered uh, to God a more acceptable sacrifice than Cain um, through which he received approval as righteous god bearing witness by accepting his gift he died but through his faith but through his faith he's still speaking and then cain rejected the covenant so contrary to his younger brother cain came to god uh, offering um fruits of his own labor cain came with uh, the best from his garden and brought it to god which is good okay which is good but that is not the way that was established that's not the way you approach god and 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 so uh cain was trying to approach god with his own self-righteousness and with the works of his hands and 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 that's what man tries to do but um just as god rejected adam's adam and eve's fig leaves he also rejected cain's offering of fruit uh because there was no evidence that there was penalty for sin uh, th- th- that had been paid and so th- th- there was no blood of an innocent substitute to cover Ken's sin and the fruit offering could not satisfy uh, God's violent justice and so um, God denied it he rejected it and, and, and this anger um, this, this rejection angered Cain and he became outraged against God and and, and instead uh, and God didn't strike Cain dead he gave him a chance to repent so he told him like okay you have a chance go do this right and and, and, and um, Cain obviously didn't repent for whatever reason and and because uh, uh, Dr. Booker says um, evil had filled his heart and so he would not confess his needs for God's provision and so uh, what does he do he he goes and and, and, and kills um, he kills his brother and, and in 1 John 3 12 we see uh, God confirming the condition of Cain's heart he says do not be like Cain who belonged to the evil one and murdered his own brother and why did he murder him because his own actions were evil and his brothers 
were righteous. And so God was left with no choice but to drive Cain from his presence. That's in Genesis 4, 8, 16. And Cain's descendants turned their back on the blood covenant and chose to follow their own evil ways. You can see that in Genesis 4, 17 to 24. And and, and so uh, God gives a solemn reminder in Jude 11 to 13 that those who go the way of Cain will come to the end in everlasting gloom and darkness forever separated from God. And, and this reminds me of something Pastor Michael Todd said about how people don't go to hell for for, for sin, but they go for unbelief. And, and I believe uh, Cain's people did, did not want to believe and Cain himself did not want to believe in what was already done for him. And, and, and so he, he decided to go his own way. And, and that is what hell is made up of. And so, um, covenant was continued. Uh, Adam and Eve had another son. His name was Seth, and Seth uh, accepted the covenant. And his uh, one of his descendants uh, is Noah, and and we know that Noah walked righteous with God, and we know that when Noah came. Uh, came back on dry land after the flood the first thing he did was he offered a sacrifice meaning he had accepted covenant and god took notice and was pleased and it moved god to declare he would never again destroy every every living creature even though man's heart is evil from his youth and that's in genesis 8 20 to 22 so um in chapter 3 we saw that adam believed in the innocent blood sacrifice as well and was counted to him as righteous isaac and jacob made sacrifices and this is why God could introduce himself to Moses as the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob because they were in covenant with him. They had accepted. And uh, Moses asked the Pharaoh for permission to sacrifice. This is in um, Exodus 3.18. And then every believing Hebrew family offered a sacrifice to God as protection against the destroyer who took the life of the firstborn while the Hebrews um, were in Egypt. So, um, we see that from the very beginning of man's history, God ordained the innocent substitutionary sacrifice as his means of helping man to understand his plan. So he painted this picture from the day of Adam and Eve to the day Jesus came onto the scene. And so it was the, the people who lived then literally had a picture of, of, of everything that was going to happen. And so then there was the sacrifice system. So, uh, he was going to make things even more clearer by establishing an elaborate sacrifice system and and he 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 establishes this with the israelites okay and so the system would have five types of sacrifice and sacrifices and each sacrifice would uniquely reveal something about the nature of the final sacrifice being jesus christ when god would give himself on man's behalf so taken as a whole they would form a complete picture of the perfect sacrifice so all these five sacrifices put together they form the picture of the perfect sacrifice and that way everybody would recognize him when he came and so uh this this system called for 1273 public sacrifices a year you can see this in numbers 28 to 29 now imagine making 1273 sacrifices a year in this day and age like right now in this economy you are required to offer booze rams and all that god really saved us guys he did and so it included sacrifices each morning and evening each sabbath and the first day of each month and during the special feast days of assembly and celebration so it was done like from time to time so the amount so this will amount to almost hmm, 
two million public sacrifice ceremonies from the time God established the system to the time he would come in the flesh as the perfect sacrifice. And then when he offered uh, then when he offered himself no more sacrifices would be needed. He received so many sacrifices. So um in addition to the official public sacrifices there were millions of individual offerings their number was staggering so it was a continual bloodbath like animals were dying on a daily and god was making it clear that man can only approach him through an innocent blood sacrifice so as a reminder god does not require all this blood sin requires it because god is holy and we are not so if we were as holy as god those aren't going to be a need but we are not and so he doesn't require all this blood sin requires it and so um our sin separates us from him because god loves us he made a way for us to be reconciled to him he didn't want to lose us okay he really didn't and so with this background we are now going to look at um how God maintained the blood covenant through the sacrifice system. So in the old covenant, uh, animal um, sacrifices were made, okay? And, and and they were a common form of worship from the earliest days of people's um, need for expressing their spiritual desires. So the law of God, which is the Torah, incorporated this type of expression by providing uh, for such offerings, okay? And, and so... Um, sacrifices were among the earliest and most profound expressions of human desire to come as close as possible to God. So unlike our modern understanding for the uh, for the Hebrew a sacrifice to God meant something different than it means uh, to the English speaker. For example, the word sacrifice in the Webster's dictionary gives the idea of giving up something of value as in giving a costly gift. And, and and we often speak of making sacrifices however for the hebrew um the word for sacrifice was korban which means to come near so in this instance it means the worshiper offers a sacrifice to god as an expression of his or her desire to draw near to god not not to appease god's wrath so king david expressed this um, true meaning of sacrifice when he said but it is good for me to draw near to god and that's in psalm um 73:28 and so the new testament scriptures in the new testament scriptures james expressed the same idea draw near to me god draw near to god and he will draw near to you and that is in james 4:8 um, so when people brought a korban the sacrifice the offering showed them that the the offering showed them what they deserved if god were to judge them severely however god is a merciful god he is not a vengeful bloodthirsty deity who demands blood to appease his anger this is the pagan concept of god and so um the sacrificial system was as a means of restoring and purifying humankind's morals and spiritual nature and the sacrifice represents the death of humankind's carnal life and desire and and through the ultimate sacrifice of Jesus the restoration of fellowship um of of, of fellowship with God i'm sure if you've been in the church for a while you've heard uh, of how you have to die to self how you have to um die per se um to so that you your 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 human nature or your flesh nature dies so that your spirit man um lives 
yeah so this is that kind of thing and and so the five types of um offerings were the sin offering the trespass offering the burnt offering the meal offering and the peace offering so these offerings were to be the physical outward expression of the longings of the inward heart in seeking communion with god and so uh, the sin offering and the trespass offering were mandatory offerings associated with uh, the sins of the nation and the individual hebrew and then uh, the meal the burnt offering meal offering and peace offering uh, were spontaneous voluntary offerings of praise and thanksgiving they were not associated with the individual sins but were part of his and her or her worship to god therefore god was pleased with these voluntary offerings and considered them as a sweet aroma so um these offerings like i said have very detailed in the book of leviticus and, and and as you read the bible i'm sure you will find that please do but uh just in brief let us try to look at them i'll try to be as brief as possible because this is a really lengthy reading and so um the sin offering you can find that in leviticus 4 uh it's you they were presenting this offering to god because uh, they are sinners or <laughs> you present it to god because you're a sinner and 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 um, the ten commandments make that very clear and and you've tried to keep them you failed so now you just go and offer your sin offering and then so when making the offering uh you have to bring a spotless uh, animal with no defects or blemishes and 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 um the animal foreshadows the perfect sacrifice that will come later it's a picture of a person uh so it can't not it cannot be corrupted or imperfect in any way jesus wasn't corrupted or imperfect in any way and so even your sacrifice had to be uh pure and so you bring it to the altar and and, and you meet the priest there and you place um your offering on the uh, on the altar and then guys i'm sorry yes you place your offering on the altar and you lay your hand heavily lean on the head of the animal and then kill it and so that way uh you have personally identified with the animal so it's not a meaningless ritual so when you lay your hand the animal becomes you a substitute for you and so um the priest uh catches the blood he sprinkles some on the horns of the altar and pours what is left at the base of the altar and so uh, because this is a sin of, uh, offering the sacrifice has to be taken outside the camp away from the presence of god and and, and so uh, the, the the priest will take the carcass of the animal beyond the gate and outside the camp and place uh, to a place where ashes uh, are brought from the altar and and, and then they'll um, burn it there and and, and yeah so um, i'll give more of the details about these sacrifices at the end so the trespass of uh, the trespass offering um it 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 addresses your walk with god and so you offer it for the th- the sins you have committed rather than for for rather than for sin itself so you offer it for the sins you have committed so because you're a sinner you sin when you do you need to bring a trespass offering and so you do the same thing you lay your hand on the offering identify um 
with with you and so uh on this one you you say a statement of confession which is oh yeah i have sinned i have done perversely i have rebelled i have committed you name your sin and then you say but i return in repentance and let this be uh for my atonement and so confessing your sin removes the burden of of, of the guilt and so um the priest it's part of this offering and then um there's the burnt offering uh you can see this in leviticus one uh in leviticus one and so this one um this one is so after you've done those two f offerings you've expressed a desire for communion with god so now you want to offer yourself to him so you indicate this through the burnt offering so now you i think that's why we we say i present my body as a living sacrifice to you except this time they offered the body of an animal so they offered the whole of it and and and, and it shows that you are ready for communion with god and so this one is voluntary and and it god doesn't force you to make this offering so you present it yourself at your own free will and um so same thing you you have to lay your hand so as you bring the animal you've raised from its use to altar you lay your hands on its head and identify with it and uh then you 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 kill it there were some rules on how to kill this one depending on what animal it is and then the entire animal is offered as an expression of your readiness to present uh, your entire being to god and then there's the meal offering and then so at this point you've expressed your desire of communion with god and then um now you 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 and then you've also expressed your readiness for communion with god through the burnt offering now uh the you, you offer the meal offering so um this one it says if you use the king james version of the bible you will notice the word meat is used instead of meal uh and this is because in king james day instead of inviting people to a meal you would invite them to meet and so this is a way that they talked in those days and so the meal offering was the only offering without blood however it was only offered along with the bent offering and so uh having properly prepared the offering you present it to the priest and then the priest offers a handful to god and he eats the remainder and so um that's the meal offering and then there's the peace offering and so by the time you come to the peace offering you've already expressed your desire for communion with god through the sin offering the trespass offering and you've expressed your readiness for communion through the bent offering and the meal offering and now you're going to celebrate that communion through um the peace offering so um with the help of the priest you offer uh, to god the breast and right shoulder of your sacrifice so the the breast represents your heart and the right shoulder your strength and so along with that animal sacrifice you also bring unleavened cakes that's cakes without yeast and wafers mixed with oil plus loaves of uh leavened bread and 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 uh so some of this um offering is um you, you eat you eat the remainder of of the sacrifice along with the loves with your family and friends so because it's a celebration and so because god has returned part of the offering to you you now are symbolically feeding on his divine nature and he's coming into you and you into him and you're becoming one with god and so um this is how it was and so uh he says the old and the new but it is only symbolism it isn't the real thing so it pointed you to the real thing uh but it is not the real thing 
so it is inadequate still more and so um the new covenant comes and 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 it says but in the fullness of time god sent forth his son born of a woman born as a jew all the fullness of god dwelt in him god was in the messiah reconciled the world unto himself god had be, had come to earth in the man jesus to pay the penalty for sin on our behalf he came to purchase our salvation with his own blood so you can read galatians 4 4 um colossians 1 19 and 2 9 and also second uh, corinthians 5 19 for what i just read there and and so uh jesus is the one for whom adam and eve were waiting okay now look he says adam and eve not us but adam and eve okay uh, and so the skins of the innocent animals covering their bodies were a constant reminder that he would come okay and 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 so god comes and and there's a lot of 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 proof that he was the the lamb of god who takes away the sins of the world in the bible you can read luke 24 44 luke 24 27 and you can also read um yeah you can read those two verses they'll help you with some context on that and so jesus as the sin offering so uh we instinctively know that we all have sinned and come short of the glory of god that's in romans 3 23 and the penalty for our sin is death that's in romans 6 23 and therefore we need a sin offering to reconcile us to god and jesus was our sin offering because he had never sinned he was a perfect sacrifice without spot or blemish and god took all our sins and put it in his son and he sent him to calvary and 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 he 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 sacrificed him there and this time he went on with the sacrifice remember from chapter 2 um we say he gives us his robe uh, to represent us and so um uh, he gives us his robe and and he takes our robe to represent us and so jesus as the son of man uh, our human representative took on our sin nature when he be- when he became sin for us he actually became sin he just didn't take away sin he became sin and 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 so um that is what happened and 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 then uh there's more on this you guys really need to read this book he explains it further for you to understand it way better Uh, but the most important thing is jesus took our sin and became sin and so as the trespass offering jesus not only took our sin nature but he also took on all the sins that we have or whoever commits so it's past present future and so he died not only for who we are but also for what we do uh so the the sin offering was for the sin nature but then the trespass offering was for the sins that we commit and so he died for that too and and so uh, in the sin offering jesus destroyed the power of sin over us we no longer need to serve our old nature it was crucified with jesus but yet we do still sin and when we do we need a trespass offering and so um jesus is our trespass offering you can see that in second corinthians 5 19 where it says for god was in christ restoring or reconciling the world to himself no longer counting men's sin against them but blotting them out this is a wonderful message he has given uh, to tell others and there's more proof of that in the bible in in in, in colossians in hebrews and, and and all that and so uh the next offering is um 
the burnt offering and Jesus voluntarily left his home in glory to become our burnt offering and and and, and so as the animal I told you there were some rules on how they burnt uh, the burnt offering so it was burnt on the north side of the altar so Jesus too was crucified on the north side of Jerusalem see how powerful this is and 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 he perfectly fulfilled in his body every detail of the old covenant you know so he was our burnt offering and and, and we come to him if we want communion we express that we want to have communion with our father through Jesus Christ okay and 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 and, and so um he is our burnt offering which is very 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 powerful Jesus is our burnt offering and 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 the next offering is the meal offering uh on one occasion Jesus said except a grain of wheat fall into the ground and die it abideth alone but if it die it bringeth forth much fruit that's in John 12:24 and Jesus was speaking of his death and resurrection so he had to die and then you know um reconcile us to him so the meal offering symbolizes our walk in communion with god and 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 um speaking of his walk with the father jesus said i always do those things that please him that's in john 8:29 and in the bible uh, leaven presents sin and honey when used with leaven represents the pleasures of sin and you can see that in matthew and so um when Jesus began his ministry he said the spirit of the lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted and to preach deliverance to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind and to set at liberty them who are bruised to preach the uh, to preach the acceptable year of the lord this is in Luke 4 uh, 18 to 19 and so um this offering relates with our walk with God which we can only do through Christ okay uh, and so um there's an, a nice reading about that in, in in this book so please find time to read the miracle of the scarlet thread and then as our peace offering uh when Jesus was born all of heaven gave praise to God saying glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to men on a uh, peace to men on whom his favor rests so he is the true meat and the true drink uh, that satisfies the cries and longings of the human heart that's in John 6 uh, you can read John 6:53 to 63 to give you some context on that and so um the in the peace offering the breast and right shoulder were waved before God in the it motion uh, and and that that looked ahead to the cross of Jesus and and um where his heart melted like wax and his strength drained away like water and dried up like a like sand baked clay and oh, there's so much power in that and so um when we eat of his body and drink of his blood we um we celebrate that's a celebration okay because the peace offering is a celebration so you can read about that as well it's also a very lengthy reading but he gives us a lot of context and a lot of proof that that's what it is and so um dr richard says worship is a person so when jesus gave himself as the perfect sacrifice he fulfilled the old covenant pictures that pointed to himself this does not mean he did away with it it means he was and he is the true spiritual reality of the pictures we don't worship a system being religion but a person jesus of nazareth messiah yoshua is that person he is the sacrifice needed for cleansing 
um, speaking to him, speaking of himself through King David, God said, Sacrifice and offering thou dost not desire, mine ears hast thou opened. Okay, King James. Uh, so, burnt offering and sin offering hast thou not required. Then say, I, lo, I come in the volume of the book it is written of me. You can see Psalm 46, 7 and Hebrews 10, 5, 8. Please read this in um, a different version. Maybe uh, the New King James or something to understand it better. So, uh, both Jew and Gentile may enter into the new covenant through the blood of Jesus the once and for all perfect sacrifice so um yeah that's that's that about the sacrifice system and so we see how jesus is our sin sacrifice our sin or our sin offering our trespass offering our burnt offering and our meal offering as well as our peace offering and for me that is just amazing honestly because first of all it shows me how intentional god is and just how much he loves us that he set all this before at the foundations of the earth before he even created us and he knew he found a way of reconciling us to him because he knew that we will fail and so this is what i had for you guys today next week we will look at um the high priest which is our high priest being um jesus so that's what we'll be looking at next week and guys thank you so much first of all for tuning in and for staying with me throughout this series i know these episodes have been lengthy but it's very important that we understand this because i feel it's important for us to drop our religion and pick up relationship with our covenant keeping god who loved us from the beginning of time okay i learned something about how god is eternal okay so god is outside time all right and 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 as we go forth and 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 after this uh reviews are done and as i go to um the episodes of grace forgiveness and, and and just more about um laying down religion and picking up relationship we will see how god is eternal and he is literally outside time he's not he's an infinite god he's not um he's not I don't even know how to explain it but yeah i pray the holy spirit will help me when i do the episode about it and so thank you so much for tuning in thank you so much for staying with me this long i pray that you do enter into covenant with our god and that you experience all the covenant blessings as you walk in covenant with him um thank you so much guys have a lovely weekend ahead and i love you but jesus loves you more and i'll be here again next week so tuning again next week as we look at the high priest we're almost done with these reviews like i think we're remaining with just two more and we're done and then we'll go back to real life okay yeah real life lessons this is also a real life lesson but you know what i mean we'll go back to talking about uh things that i'm experiencing and and all that and and it's been quite the month it really has been quite the month and 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 i've really grown and and i can't wait to share everything that i've learned with all of you so again i love you guys god loves you more thank you so much for tuning in enjoy your weekend ahead